Listeners, remember when everyone was doing juice cleanses and was basically hangry all the time? Well, there's a better, more sustainable way to lose weight. Row provides access to the most popular weight loss shots on the market. The Row Body Program pairs a weekly shot with healthy lifestyle changes so you can lose 15 to 20% of your weight in a year on average and actually keep it off. Rose partners handle all the insurance paperwork to help get medication covered. If eligible for medication, patients have access to their provider on demand for any questions. You can sign up online from the comfort of your own home. This means no scheduling a doctor's appointment, no commute to the doctor's office, and no waiting rooms. Average weight loss is 15 to 20% in one year with healthy lifestyle changes. BMI and other eligibility criteria apply. Go to Roe co slash clink sign up today and you'll pay just $99 for your first month and $145 after that medication costs are separate that's ro.co slash clink listeners did you know that an estimated 5 billion plastic hand soap and cleaning bottles are thrown away each year and if that's not bad enough most cleaning formulas are 90 percent water which is heavy to ship leading to excessive carbon emissions plus those products are often filled with nasty ingredients like chlorine and ammonia that's a lose-lose situation for you and the planet nobody's trying to have that enter blue land blue land is on a mission to eliminate single-use plastic by reinventing cleaning essentials to be better for you and the planet with the same powerful clean you're used to. The idea is simple. They offer refillable cleaning products with a beautiful cohesive design that looks great on your counter. Fill your reusable bottles with water, drop in the tablets, and wait for them to dissolve. Genius! You'll never have to grab bulky cleaning supplies on your grocery run again. Refill start at just $2.25. Blue Land is trusted in over 1 million homes, including mine, y'all. When I received my first shipment of Blue Land, I was blown away by how this simple concept just makes so much sense. It's so easy. You just drop the tablet into the stylish functional bottles and get your clean on. I love the subscription option because I am not trying to get one more bulky item in my cart. Blue Land products really get the job done and leave my home smelling so fresh and clean. Blue Land has a special offer for our listeners. Right now, get 15% off your first order by going to blueland.com slash clink. You won't want to miss this, guys. Blueland.com slash clink for 15% off. Hi, and welcome to Housewives of True Crime. Welcome. Welcome. I am Tabitha. Give me Dateline, White Wine, and I'll pick up your kids in the carpool line. The next day, right? Yeah, the next day. Okay. And I am Gretchen. I like White Wine, True Crime, and In Bed by Nine because I have a lot of stuff to do in the morning. (laughs) (laughs) We are Housewives of True Crime. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. Welcome. Welcome. Housewives of True Crime. How's it? Oh, it's is it the last day of February when we're when this is dropping? Oh, it's President's Day weekend. Oh, yeah, you're right. It's not the last day of February. It's the so, week before. You know. It's President's Day. Happy President's yeah. Day. Yeah. It's one of those, you know, those Mondays that we all get off and we don't know what to do with our kids because it's February. I know. I know what I'm going to be doing. 
I'm going to be driving home, taking a long drive with my husband, and he's going to be bitching about it. (laughs) That's what I'm doing right now as you're listening to this. And listening to your own podcast to make sure all the stuff. Oh, everything got put together. Yeah, Yeah. totally. Let me tell you what I did today because I did something exciting. You did. I did. Because, you know, the gym is exciting because I put it on my list of to-dos. I talk about it, but I don't really go. Sometimes. (laughs) Isn't that like how we always do? I mean, I'm in gym attire at the moment. Oh, all the time. Maybe I could get there. Maybe. So today I went, I did a spin class, which I is really good for me because, um, you know, unless I like fall off the bike, you know, like you don't really need any coordination to do that. Yeah. So it's right. working for me. But I just want, I was thinking the whole time about, I just want to create my own spin class because I hate it. I hate it so much. I hate <laughs> sweating. I hate the music. I hate the instructor that is like, what's your why, people? Can you feel this? Woohoo! Like, I hate all that shit. You and I are so opposite. I know. I love love all all that shit. You love all the hoorah. (laughs) I know. I'm surprised you don't, like, join an MLM or something and, like, sell something. (laughs) (laughs) I almost started an MLM once. Yeah. I should have done that. Yeah, you're great at the hoorah. I just want to be like, if I didn't have to exercise on the bike, I just want to be like, listen, if you guys just speed it up a little bit more, you can have a hamburger with the bun. Now, we all know (laughs) lettuce wrapped doesn't suck, but how good would it be to eat the bun tonight, people? You should actually be an instructor. You should be the instructor. I think you would get a so lot too. of people going to Oh, my to God. If you. I had an instructor like that, and can you please just play some good effing music? I don't want to hear the bop, 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 bop. I, no, no, I don't. Did we not learn anything from the Super Bowl halftime show this year? <laughs> we this, did. Even my husband was like, if you played this at tennis, I'd go. Hello. I want to hear, I want to hear, I'm here for all of it. Play me some Eminem, Mary J, old school Tupac is my favorite. I know, me too. Yeah, I agree. Especially right. at Lifetime where you go. You know, all those ladies would love that kind of music. They would. And can uh, I just say, I just, I also, all those women that can just wear a sports bra and oh. the pants while they're <laughs> leaning over so you know you have like five rolls. But they don't have any. I know. I hate you. (laughs) (laughs) She doesn't really hate you. If that's you, she's really just envious of you. Yeah. I had something funny. I had something funny happen. So I am in charge of a class auction basket. Okay. So the, you know, the kids classroom gets a donations of all this stuff. And then we auction it off at some event. So I sent out a note and one of the moms texts me and she says, you know, I'd like to just give you 40 bucks to just buy whatever you need for the basket. I was like, yeah, perfect. I, yeah, I would great. be that mom. That's perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Easy peasy. Easy for yeah. me. I'll just order it on Amazon, whatever. So she says she's going to send it. Okay. 
days go by. I'm, I don't, I, you know, I'm not like keeping track. So Colton, who it's the basket for, he asked me, it's book fair, you know, he says, mom, it's the second to last day of book fair and I need some money. I said, how much have you already spent at the book fair? How much did dad give you? He's like, well, dad gave me $40 and. Oh, hell, Colton. I know. No, listen to this. Then he goes, and Nina's mom gave me $40 also. I was like, like, Colton, Nina's mom did not give you $40 for the book fair. (laughs) Colton, you are cut off, kid. I was like, you spent $80 at the book fair? No more. (laughs) No No more. Oh, my gosh. He must have come home with a library. You would think. No, actually, he probably came up with like five bookmarks, two pencils, and one book that is at grade level because the book fairs are red. And posters. These posters. They get them with the posters, you know, got all this stuff. So anyways, Nina's mom texted me later and said, I just want to make sure you got the money. I said, oh, funny story. (laughs) Colton got the money. (laughs) (laughs) But don't you worry. I'm buying $40 worth of stuff for the basket. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. All right. Well, happy President's Day, people. Should we get to it? We should. Today's case is listener suggestion from Elizabeth Durrington. This is the case of Catherine Knight, and I am so happy to do this case because we have quite a few Aussie listeners, and this case takes place down under. I remember you telling me that. So this this one's for all y'all Aussies. Okay. I mean, I feel like mm-hmm. Tab and I are kind of honorary Aussies because if you've been listening for a while, you know, we used to work at the Outback Steakhouse. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know, we know like the names of all the cities because that's what, you know, menu items are named after. That's right. And uh-huh. the blokes, the big blokes. Sure. Sheila's says uh-huh. it on the bathroom door. Yep. Right. Uh, Melbourne, Queensland, Brisbane. Uh, We're with it. We know the Brisbane, Brisbane shrimp. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. Okay. Good day. So this case is pretty infamous in Australia. And so for those Aussies that are familiar with Catherine Knight, I think they would probably agree with me that while I normally advise snacking anytime, you might want to wrap it up before I get halfway through this one because it's on the totally fucking disgusting side. So consider yourself oh. warned. No, it's a it's graphic. Yeah. So, okay. so. you these are these are not your normal jams. No, I don't know what came over me. Mm hmm. Okay, so Catherine Knight grew up in Aberdeen, Australia. Aberdeen is a small town in the New South Wales area. In 2016, the population was around 1800, and the time period of the story I'm about to tell you was in 2000, so, you know, give or take, it it was still a small town then, okay? Catherine grew up there along with her twin sister and two brothers. She had a hell of a childhood. 
physical and sexual abuse, which has been confirmed by her family members. And so I'm sure that contributed to the person that she grew up to be, which was pretty rough around the edges. I also have just never met an Aussie lady that wasn't like a badass. So I think they just like breed them quick witted and feisty over there. I like it. Funny. And the, the accent helps, you know, it does. Yeah, I'm with it. Okay. But I don't think we would have been friends with Catherine. She was a little too feisty. Like, she's really into knives and other shit that I find to be, like, a friend turnoff. Like, she she kind of, like, um, does she spin the knives, like, throws them up in the air, that kind of thing? Yeah, all kinds of shit like that. And she was known to bully children younger than her in school. At one point, she actually mm. pulled a knife on a teacher. Whoa, Okay. She's extra. extra. Yeah. So subsequently, she dropped out of school at 15 because school wasn't really working for her. Um, So that was all the precursor to her being the kind of woman that started fights in bars. Right. Mm -hmm. She had quite the reputation in town for doing as much. And she also had red hair. So she kind of lived up to that stereotype about redheads running a little hot. So you didn't want to mess with her. Men did mess with her, though. You know what they say. A little crazy is a turn on. Yeah. Yeah. To some. And yeah, to some. And men are, you know, a lot of them, very simple creatures. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Right. Feed them. What does Dr. Laura say? They're good. Feed them. Do them. Love them. Yeah. Do them. Done. That's it. Okay. Okay. So one Mr. David Kellett was so turned on by Catherine's crazy that he married it, it being Catherine. Catherine was 19. Okay. Well, maybe some people did it. Okay. Okay. I'm quick witted. I'm quick witted too. You are. Okay. (laughs) Just like Catherine. Well, Catherine was 19 in 1974 when she married David. The story goes that... On the day of their ceremony, David was heavily intoxicated. So Catherine drove them there on her motorcycle. And Catherine's mama had some words of advice that day for David. She told him, I quote, you better watch out. She'll fucking kill you. You do the wrong thing and you're fucked. I should have said that in an Aussie accent. Yeah, you should have. Try again. Okay. Oh, I don't think I could do it. <laughs> don't do it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, you can't do it justice. I can't do it justice. Okay. I'm sure it was good, though. Well, it didn't take long for David to see what Catherine's mama was talking about. On their wedding night, Catherine had it in her head that they needed to brown chicken, brown cow, no less been six times. Oh my god. <laughs> wow. Catherine. Catherine. Really? That's very ambitious. Okay. Well, David was not up for the challenge and he only performed the sex three times. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> and David. What David, the David, heck? David, come I on. Mean- if any guy is listening here, he is like, David, <laughs> come on. If my wife would only have it once. 
<laughs> well, he had a lot to drink too. So, you know, right? Poor yeah. David. I think three times is a valiant effort. Okay. Well, he fell asleep after that, the three times. And he awoke to her trying to strangle him. Oh. She was infuriated. She wanted the six. Six sticks. Yeah. <laughs> so he did not leave Catherine after that incident. He actually stuck around long enough to make Catherine the mother of his children. I mean, I think I might have walked away if you tried to kill me on our wedding night. I mean, that might be a big red flag. I thought you were going to say he stuck around longer, long enough to get like a Viagra. Uh. <laughs> I think, you know, you can get that shit in old like Brittany and that husband did in Vegas. Yeah. Like it doesn't even count. I right. think it's like, we're out. Okay. Well, you know, they stayed married and it was eventful to say the least. There was a lot of domestic abuse, and Catherine was the abuser. On one occasion, she fractured his skull, hitting him with a frying pan. Yikes. That's a lot. Okay, so he did leave her periodically, but they were like back and forth. After Catherine left her two-month-old daughter on the railroad tracks... By the way, thankfully, the baby was saved in time. Catherine was put in a psychiatric hospital, which obviously she needed. Good. Right? Yeah. Can you imagine? Okay. After she was released, though, the violent incidents still continued, and she would be readmitted to the hospital, but she never seemed to get better. At one point, David left Catherine and got himself a girlfriend in Queensland. Well. Catherine was not with that at all. She ended up slashing a woman's face in the process of carjacking her in an attempt to get to Queensland, where she had intended to kill David. But she was stopped by the police while the woman she had carjacked got away from her at a service station. So after that happened, David broke it off with the Queensland girlfriend and moved back along with his mother to the Aberdeen area to look after Catherine. I mean, what are you going to do? He so sounds for like a, he's pretty devout in the marriage, even though, I mean, he had a girlfriend. I for think a he minute, wanted but... to look after his kid. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> for a period of time, Catherine did seem more stable. And what is credited with her stability at that point in her life was when she got a job at the local Apatour, which is another name for Slaughterhouse. The Slaughterhouse was the main source of employment in Aberdeen, but Catherine had to do some convincing to get them to hire her on account of she was a woman. So sexist, right? Uh-huh. Well, after she started working there, she befriended the old man whose actual job was the killing of the pigs. He would let her watch, even sometimes slowing down the process so they could watch together as the pigs endured an extra torturous ending of their lives. I hate it was, that. 
oh, it's some real twisted shit. Yeah. Don't like that at all. No, I hate that extra. Yeah, yeah, extra. Well, Catherine's job butchering the carcasses, 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 was her jam. Like I told you, she had a real thing for knives. She even decorated her house with them, as well mm-hmm. as like small, you know, stuffed, like taxidermy stuffed animals. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Her style was like <laughs> real. <laughs> this is a real extra case here, Gretchy. Oh, it just is. See where oh, this is going. <laughs> Tabby, we're just getting started. Okay. Buckle up, Bill. Okay. She was into some like real freaky macabre chic that was her decor okay i've seen pictures except it wasn't chic at all it was just freaky and macabre so um i mean like the scene of a horror story just walking in okay in 1984 Catherine finally left david for good and continued to work at the slaughterhouse and live in her little freak show house but she injured herself and so she had to quit her job but she didn't have to move because I guess the government subsidized her housing costs now that she was on disability. Well, fast okay. forward to 1986, she managed to get another boo, a man by the name of David Saunders. Their relationship was unsurprisingly tumultuous. Catherine slit the throat of the man's two-month-old puppy so that he would know what would happen to him if he ever thought about cheating. <laughs> who? Like, who's, and did he stay with her? Well, I'll tell you. A year later, they welcomed Catherine's third child. Oh, yeah. wonderful. Right? Wonderful. Yes. Okay. Well, the new baby didn't exactly bring the couple together. There was an incident where Catherine hit David in the head with an iron and then stabbed him in the stomach with some scissors. Now, you might think that this would result in Catherine getting locked up, which would seem logical to me, but that's not what happened. What happened was David went into hiding for some months and then showed up when he just desperately wanted to see his daughter. And that's when he learned that Catherine had taken herself to the police and twisted the events. So now there was actually an order of protection against David now. So, you know, she worked the system. Okay. In 1990, Catherine began a fresh new relationship with a man named John Chillingsworth. The relationship lasted for three years and resulted in Catherine's fourth child. Oh, I knew you were going to say that. (laughs) And it's all her children with her this entire time. Yeah. Okay. Well, it ended when he discovered Catherine was having an affair with a man named John Price. People call him Pricey. John Price was a father of three. His two-year-old daughter lived with his ex, but his two older daughters lived with him. John was known around town as an all-around good guy. I mean, they called him pricey. That sounds like a nice guy, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, I'm not sure what possessed him to get involved with Catherine because, you know, her reputation preceded her. And so he knew all about her shenanigans. Yeah. I read that there were only two bars in town, 
one was in a hotel and the other one was like a dive bar. It's called Tui's, which I think is like an awesome dive bar name. It's called what? Tui's. Chewies? Tui's. Oh, Tui's. Okay. Okay. And after John got with Catherine, he wasn't welcome at either. That's a big deal in a two-bar town, okay? Mm-hmm. That's where most everything social is happening. So John lost his BFF blokes because, like, just like in Catherine's past relationships, there was a lot of back and forth, and his friends were not down with the drama. This episode is sponsored by Astapro. Thanks, Astapro, for providing Tab and I with samples. Shout out to all my allergy-suffering friends out there. You know how they say it's that time of year for allergies? Well, for me, it sort of feels like it's always that time of year. I thought I had tried everything until I recently discovered Astapro. Astapro is the first of its kind nasal allergy spray. It is the fastest 24-hour over-the-counter allergy spray. It starts working in 30 minutes while other allergy sprays take hours. Astapro is the first and only 24-hour steroid-free allergy spray. Astapro delivers full prescription strength, indoor and outdoor allergy relief from nasal congestion, runny and itchy nose, and sneezing. Get fast-acting nasal allergy symptom relief with Astapro. Go to astaproallergy.com for a discount so you can Astapro and go today. That's A-S-T-E-P-R-O allergy.com. Astapro and go. It's faster, bro. Use as directed for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing, and itchy nose due to allergies. Clink, clink. Listeners, today's episode is sponsored by Acorns. Are you busy? Well, of course you are. And if you're like me, that means you put off investing because maybe it just doesn't seem urgent or it's intimidating. Enter Acorns. Acorns makes it easy to start automatically saving and investing for your future. You don't need a lot of money or expertise to invest with Acorns. In fact, you can get started with just spare change. Acorns recommends an expert-built portfolio that fits you and your money goals, then automatically invests your money for you. What I love about Acorns is that it gives you the tool to give your money a chance to grow. You don't have to start with a lot. Just start. Believe me, it feels great. Head to acorns.com slash clink or download the Acorns app to start saving and investing for your future today. Client testimonial may not be representative of all clients. Tier one compensation provided. Compensation provides an incentive to positively promote Acorns. View important disclosures at acorns.com slash clink. Investing involves risk, including the loss of the principal. Please consider your objectives, risk tolerance, and Acorns fees before investing. Acorns Advisors LLC Acorns is an SEC registered investment advisor. Brokerage services are provided to clients of Acorns by Acorns Securities LLC member FINRA slash SIPC. For more information, visit acorns.com. So John had a really good job. He worked as a miner. That was like the other big source of employment in the area. And he made a really good living. One of the things that was the final straw for people close to John was that Catherine got him fired from his job. He had come home too late one night or something, and Catherine got her video camera out and filmed a first aid kit that she thought John had stolen from his work, and she sent it to his boss. In reality, it was outdated, and he had just gotten it from a garbage pile, but it still got him fired. 
I mean, that's, that's extra. That is extra. You know what it reminds me of? Have you heard this song? I'm a petty ass bitch. Don't try me. I'm a petty ass bitch. Don't try me. I'll send screenshots to your mommy. (laughs) (laughs) Where'd you hear that on? One of those reality shows? No, Jeff Lewis plays it on his. Oh, um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's a reality show in itself. Yeah. I mean, it's a good jam. Okay. Catherine is a petty ass bitch. Don't try her. Okay. Okay. Anyways, so John gave Catherine the boot after that, but for only three months. And then he took her back. After John took her back, things escalated. Catherine assaulted John repeatedly, but he had a hard time getting her out of his house. She just wouldn't leave. And by the way, she still had her freaky little apartment down the street. So it's not like she didn't have anywhere to go. Mm -hmm. From what I can put together, I think at the time it appears that like the powers that be just didn't recognize a woman as being as dangerous as a man. Therefore, when authorities were called to one of John and Catherine's scenes, Catherine was just able to turn it around on John and they would just side with her. Yeah, I can totally see that. Yeah. I can still see that happening. Yeah. I don't know. It's true because it usually the woman is not the abuser. Um, well, it got to the point where John was legit in fear for his life. He told his friend, if you see my car in the driveway in the morning, that means I didn't make it to work and she's done me in. And she did just that. All of the children were thankfully sleeping over at friends' houses. And so Catherine put on some new black lingerie and seduced John. After he fell asleep, she pounced, stabbing him to death. So ominously, the next morning, John's car was still in the driveway and he didn't show up for work, like he said. And so a co-worker was sent to check up on him. But when he could see blood on the door, he called the police. The police arrived on the scene and broke in the back door because it was obviously a dire situation at this point. The first officer in saw what he thought was a blanket hanging, and so he pushed it to the side to make his way through the room and felt chills as he realized what he thought was a blanket wasn't a blanket at all. He now had blood running down his arm because what was hanging in the room was John. Catherine had skinned him and hung him from a meat hook. Dude, she is gnarly. Dude, it is so gnarly that when they did the autopsy, they were able to, like, put him back together. Wow. Yeah. Okay. John's head was in a pot on the stove. Oh. She had cooked up his sliced butt in the oven and ceremoniously placed the meat of John on dinner plates along with cabbage, yellow squashed, baked potato, and gravy and left name cards 
with John's children's names <gasps> on them. She's awful. I mean, hell. That is like, that is a new kind of wrong we have not come across before on this no, podcast. We have not. That is like the worst. Mm-hmm. Well, Catherine gave the meat a taste for herself, but she couldn't get it down. How the do you know this? Because the chewed up remnants of the meat were found in the sink. Oh my God, I'm going to puke. I told you. <laughs> I warned you. I mean, I think spitting out John was like the sanest thing Catherine had done to date. Okay. Oh, God. Anyway, so you can imagine the officers on the scene are just mind blown because they have seen crazy They're also shit. Like but, puking in their mouth. Of course. But this is so next level. Okay. Then they get to the bedroom and they find Catherine without a scratch on her taken a snooze. She had taken some sleeping pills and it's not clear if she was trying to overdose or what, but she didn't. So they were able to arrest her. They were able to use blood evidence to retrace the scene of what happened. They found the black lingerie on the floor and found spermatozoa on it. And they found a, you know, I love that word. (laughs) Yeah, you do. (laughs) But that's a legal word. That's really a thing. Okay. And they found a trail of blood where it appeared he had made an attempt to get away from her. But there was a large pool of blood left from where he had bled out after being stabbed 38 times. Overkill. Overkill, Catherine. Okay. She was questioned, and she pulled her familiar routine of saying that, in fact, she was the one that was abused, and if she had Mm. hurt John, it was only because of all of the trauma she had suffered at his hands. She said, oh, I must have gone mad. Well, the detectives, like, real mad, Catherine, I mean, you skinned him. Like, I mean, that's that's a lot. Did she act like she didn't know what he yeah, did? Yeah, she kind of. Yeah, she was like maybe. Okay. Well, okay. the detectives decided to take a look see into her background, and that's when they started seeking out her exes, who obviously all had horror stories about their time with her. So, like I said, she had sort of admitted that she killed John. Like, Mm -hmm. I mean, she's like, I'm not ruling it out, but she did one of those. (laughs) Okay. It's possible. Yeah. And she said that on tape. But she still decided to go to trial and plead innocent. I mean, that's a little surprising. Mm -hmm. Right? Okay, now let me tell you something I'll bet you didn't know about the courts down under. It's not as common anymore, but in some courts, still the judges wear wigs. No. You know, you know the big white ones with like the curls? Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. I was curious after I saw the judge that preceded 
court presided over Catherine's trial wearing one. Is this to, so their identity is, you know, like to mask their identity? No, I mean, from what I read, they say, like, don't hate on the wigs. It's just like your judges wear robes. I mean, but I'm sorry. I'm glad it's kind of on the outs. I I don't (laughs) like them. I think they're ridiculous. What, the robes or the wigs or both? The wigs. (laughs) Okay. (gasps) And the robes. It just seems... Although, I kind of like the robe. It gives like a look... No, I like the robes. Yes. Plus the judges, you know, like Judy, you know, she wears the little curly one. Like, they give it their own little flair. Mm -hmm. But, you know, they are important AF when they walk in in the robe. Okay? Right. The... No. I think the wigs are ridiculous. Sorry. Okay. Anyways. Midway through the trial... Catherine decided to change her plea to guilty. And which good, good call, Catherine. She was sentenced to life in prison at the Silverton Women's Correctional Facility in New South Wales. I read a book about Catherine called Maneater. And the author, Ryan Green, says she has a unique role at the facility. All of the women are scared shitless of her. And so she's become kind of the presiding judge over inmate disputes. Like if Catherine says that it goes, that's the way it is. It goes. That's it. She's like more in charge than the warden. She is also the only inmate without a cellie, you know, like a cell roomie. Uh-huh. Because they found it is just too dangerous to put someone else in there with her. Which I agree. Right? Mm-hmm. I do too. She might eat them. That's right. Okay. So remember, Catherine has a twin sister. Right. Who is lucky, I think, because being twins, they have the same DNA. And so Catherine could have, like, totally framed her if she had, you know, thunk of that in advance, I think. Right? Mm -hmm. Clearly, she's twisted enough to pull a plot like that. Well, anyways, the sister visits her in prison. She's, like, the only visitor she gets. I think that is... surprising. No. In 2006, she tried to get Catherine's case appealed on the basis that, after all, she's only committed... One murder, guys. Life is a little extra. That's what she said. Yeah. It was an extra bad murder, though. Catherine's twin sister. So thankfully, that appeal didn't change Catherine's locked up status. I found an article that one of Catherine's brothers served time for abusing young boys. So, I mean, that's awful. Right? Her children don't have anything to do with her and distance themselves from the whole thing. I mean, fuck, who can blame them, right? God. There have been a few times where John Price's children have given interviews and they just say how terrible she was and still is because she's never shown any remorse or apologized. It doesn't seem like she's sorry at all. I mean, she did a heinous crime. Oh, yeah. 
lastly, I just wanted to mention that it was such a horrific scene that some of the police officers that were there went years without eating meat. Oh, because they were so horrified. Yes. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Wowzers, dude. That is some freaky, freaky stuff. There, I don't think there's a lot of people like that out there. I don't think there's a lot of people like that out there. And especially ladies. <laughs> I just hope in general. <laughs> well, in general, for sure. In general, I would hope that there are very few, if any, left in the world that have a desire to eat a human. Or even try it. Yes. You know, I mean, ugh. Ugh. He's right. Uh, is right. I do, I am actually impressed, though, that she had multiple vegetables on the plates, though. I mean, cabbage, yellow squash, and she made gravy and potato. So I'm actually pretty um, surprised about that, too, because... It takes a lot for me to even get one vegetable on the plate. It ain't that the truth. It really is. <laughs> it's unfortunate. I'm telling and then, you. But. And sometimes I'm like, you know, last night I made the kids pizza and I was like, I should really cook up some broccoli. You know, I always have like a bag of frozen broccoli and I'm just like, who am I kidding? No one's going to eat yeah, it. Yeah, they're not going to eat it anyways. <laughs> yeah. Right? Right. Yeah. Word. I mean, I I do carrot sticks most of the days because I'll know they they will eat carrot sticks as long as they're not cooked. But I'm hopeful that my kids' palates will expand once they grow up. They have to. My friend, my friend, when you know who I'm talking about, she used to only eat chicken nuggets and macaroni and cheese when we first met her. Mm-hmm. And now she eats California rolls. So, I mean, she's <laughs> getting a little better. Yeah, I don't know that that's that much of a stretch, but okay. <laughs> it's pretty good. I'll, if my one child eats a California roll eventually in his life, I'll think that it's a win. You know what? I have one kid that will eat pretty much anything unless it's spicy. And the other two won't eat anything. And I just think so much. If I all if I only had her, I would be so judgy of other parents oh, cuz I know 100%. parents are so judgy of me. 100%. Yeah. If I only had Kyla who eats everything, so easygoing, right? Yeah. Her, yeah. Same thing about imagine? having a kid with special needs too. People are always like, "Oh, yeah, no problem." School, easy. Third grade, easy, right? It's like, oh, because you don't have to sit and do all the homework with them. You're one of those parents where you just get to like hand them the worksheet. Yeah, that is easy. You're right. I know with Kyla, that's, thank God she is so just on it because I have to sit with Caden and it takes just for him to write a sentence, man. It is so difficult. And I, now that he can, communicate a little bit better his dyslexia is like he tells me he's like mom 
It's so weird. I just looked at that same exact word and I saw an eight. And now I see an A. It's like, how does that happen? My brain's oh, playing tricks on me. That's cool, though, that he knows. Yeah. It's kind of weird, though. It's like, oh, that's know. interesting also. And, you know, um, the teacher assigned so much reading. And I'm pretty convinced that none of these parents are sitting down and reading for a half hour <laughs> with their kid every night. Don't you think? I, I just don't know how you do it because you have, you know, by the time you get them home from school... And you do the homework and you have a sport. You're done. And you have dinner. And a bath. You're pretty. Shower. You're done. Oh, I mean, please, if I can get a shower in a couple times a week for my kids, I'm I'm winning. You totally. Uh, my kids I, are I at the point, the my, girls, the my girls can take a shower without me having to like turn you know, it on shampoo and, or yeah, yeah they like do it all now that is like a woohoo yeah Goals. thankfully all my kids shower even the one that couldn't turn it on for nine years of his life uh is now showering by himself and not needing any help which is definitely a lifesaver um but yeah you know those children they're a drag don't <laughs> They're husband. so wonderfully challenging. I'll just tell you that. My husband just texted me. So we were supposed to go to Hawaii, but, you know, the kid broke his arm and Southwest is having this crazy sale. And he just texted me. Can you imagine if we didn't have kids? We would look at how cheap everything is. We would already be in Hawaii. <laughs> I'm like, if only. What about Dallas? How How much is it to come here? your ticket now we're going to the aquarium monterey and you're not even going to be no, there this weekend I'm not this not for this weekend but for um like if they're having a sale for the summer book it now i'm coming um, to dallas whether it's on sale or not this summer so i know just deal with it okay okay so guys um what i do need to ask of you is please tell your friends about us i promise we appreciate it um, and we see it in the numbers so we would love for you to just tell two friends it's real easy just be like you listen to podcasts oh I have a really good one you're gonna like it Um, and if you don't mind giving us a review on Apple or wherever you guys listen that would be really great we got some really nice ones lately that just made my heart really full um, from Scarlet in the Dallas suburbs. That's a really cute name, by the way, Scarlet. Um, Logi, 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 Payaz. You guys, these names on, um, I wonder what my name is on my Apple thing. Do you know what yours is? It's like some Gretchy Betchy. Gretchy Mac. <laughs> oh, Gretchy Mac. Mm-hmm. Um, the Gurig, Shelms, Ram. Because Shelms, I'm not shady. I don't try and disguise myself, by the way. Yeah. Some, well, this one is cute. It's Bridget, but Bridget, the T is with the money sign. That's cute. cute. Crystal Rose. Anyways, you guys, thank you so much for doing that. If you want to hear more of us, please, please, please join Patreon. It's at patreon.com forward slash housewives of true crime. There are 
uh, four or five extra episodes a month and one bonus. And if you guys, bonus crime, if you guys like to listen to just the crimes, um, every month there's one and it will say bonus crime before the title. And if you want to just listen to us uh, talk about current events and life, those are the other three days. Um, and it is $4.99 a month. And we do talk a lot. So you'll get your money's worth, I promise you. And um, follow us on Housewives, a true crime group on Facebook and, you know, all the other social media places were there. Thank you so very much for listening. Clink, clink. Clink, clink.